0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The business of On the Pat Kenny Show with Croak Park meetings and events. Our new 50-mile menu and carbon food print labeling make it easy to plan a sustainable event. Visit CroakPark.ie.
1: Many of the gifts that our kids opened up on Christmas morning might have been made in the Far East, including things like iPhones and video games. Most of them got to Ireland in shipping containers, and that's a big industry in this country. Our business editor, Joe Lynham, has been looking at the business of shipping. Good morning, Joe. Good morning.
0: So how much of our stuff gets moved around in containers? Well, there are roughly 65 million TEUs. Now, these are 20-foot equivalent units, which is the description that the industry uses for containers in circulation. Roughly speaking, there will be about 13 million 20-foot containers and 26 million 40-foot containers. Now, today, 90% of non-bulk cargo will be transported in a steel container. And modern container ships can carry over 24,000 of these TEUs. Now, these vessels are simply enormous. Today's largest container ships measure around 400 metres in length. That's 40 times the length of a double-decker bus and three lengths of a GA pitch.
1: My goodness, they're absolutely huge. Now, the importance of container traffic was brought into sharp focus recently, wasn't absolutely. it?
0: Absolutely. An estimated $400 million worth of goods pass through the Suez Canal every hour. So you can imagine the upheaval if anything slows or stops the flow of that amount of goods through the Suez or Panama canals. Three years ago, the giant Evergrande container ship from China got wedged sideways in the canal and blocked everything from entering and exiting the Red Sea. It was stuck there for six days, causing a massive backlog of stuff into and out of the canal. Now, more recently, and even as we speak Houthi rebels from Yemen are starting to attack commercial ships passing through the Red Sea on their way to Europe. They're doing that in sympathy with Palestinians who are being bombed every day by Israel. And as a result, shipping companies such as Maersk and Hapag Lloyd have stopped using the Red Sea entirely. And that's pushed up the price of renting a container from around $800 in November, only two months ago, to well above five thousand dollars wow, now. That's a huge increase. Unbelievable increase. And Nils Rasmussen is the chief shipping analyst with BIMCO, which represents the large ship owners they're paying 5,500 to 6,000 dollars at the moment it's quadrupled compared to just before the first attacks in the red sea compared to the very very high freight rates that we saw during covid the current spot freight rates are still 50 to 60% below those levels And that could push up costs to consumers yet again. Absolutely, Uh, especially if these ships have to go all the way down by the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa. For example, the increased distance from Singapore to Rotterdam is 3,500 miles, 40% longer than through the canal, adding up to nine days to the journey the cost to maintain a weekly service between Asia and North Europe when sailing via South Africa will increase about 25%. And this includes the cost of extra ships, extra fuel costs, the savings to transit uh, the the Suez Canal, all that kind of stuff. But most containers are shipped on rates agreed in medium to long-term contracts and only a minor share are shipped at spot rates as in on the day rates so sure. most of those containers will be in pre-booked. so does that mean the, the the big carriers have to take the hit because they've already agreed these long-term contracts absolutely it's the it's the people buying at the last minute that end up pushing up the price and remember all these extra costs will be passed on to us eventually.
1: Now um the containers are a fixed size are they you mentioned 20 footers 20 and, and 40, 40 footers but the the unit the 20 foot equivalent yeah uh, that's been around for a long time we see those absolutely. routinely on the backs of trucks and so on
0: absolutely so that means that gone are the days of the the longshoremen and uh, the stevedores that used to kind of kind of grab these huge sacks from the back of, of because of these containers are standardized uh, and they can fit on the top of a truck very easily so it's not just um it's not just the the, the, the ships that are standardised in the containers, but also the, the devices can be grabbed, put on top of a flatbed ship and then yeah. transported all around the world.
1: I mean, the, the old bulk carriers where they'd have a, a kind of uh, big diggers to take yeah. out uh, raw materials Nets and so on. Nets of stuff. Nets of stuff. They're all gone. All gone. Yeah. Uh,
0: Dublin Port itself is expanding. Yeah, Dublin Port accounts for 62% of all vessels that arrive at Irish ports and for more than half of the tonnage of goods handled uh, uh, in the city centre. Uh, such is the demand, though, for space to build houses in our city centres, that there are serious discussions about moving the physical infrastructure elsewhere. Certainly there are talks in Galway and Cork about physically moving the port, but Dublin Port says it's not going anywhere, even though it's almost full up. In fact, it's building a fourth terminal and a new bridge across the Liffey to uh, uh, alleviate problems of capacity. Here's Cormac Kennedy, the head of property at Dublin Port, about that capacity issue that the port is facing.
1: Everything we're doing in Dublin Port is about maximising the footprint within the port area. Uh, we are certainly one of the, Europe's most efficient uh, ports in terms of land usage. And certainly when we compare ourselves to ports such as say, Barcelona or Rotterdam, we, we weigh over-index in terms of how um, how successful the port is and the use for our land. What this development will do is it will meet the needs, the current needs of our customers within the port. But we need to continue to invest in the port lands and continue to maximise the port footprint and maximise the use of the port footprint to ensure that we meet those needs up to 2040. You you are correct that as we approach 2040, Dublin Port will face capacity challenges, as will other ports within the country. But now is a timely time to have that conversation, to consider what should happen with port capacity uh, post-2040. Cormac Kennedy there. Now, the giant container ships may be efficient in terms of moving goods, But shipping generally, and most of the shipping is containerized. it's a big
0: polluter. It really is. The transportation sector alone is one of the most significant contributors to uh, pollution, uh, with international shipping accounting for 3% of greenhouse gas emissions in 2022. While container ships release an annual average of 140 million metric tonnes of carbon dioxide bulk carriers, contribute 440 million metric tonnes of CO2 every year. New fuels are being tested all the time to cut emissions similar to the sustainable aviation fuels that aircraft are starting to use. But this transition is slow and we are decades away from ships being strong enough to carry millions of tonnes using batteries or even solar power. Mm. Uh, and there is an experiment using wind. Uh, See, so it'd have
1: the motor on board, but also have sails that would help you on your way. But how that'll take up, I don't know. Especially not the Evergrande and ships like that. <laughs> All right. Joe Lynham, our business editor, thank you very much. Thanks, Pat.
0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.